She displays economic ignorance once again, Senator Elizabeth Warren. I'll get to that in just a second. Good morning. It's seven minutes after 10 o'clock, and I got another message on third party. I heard you say this morning, writes Jason, that you won't vote for Trump. I assume you vote for a third party candidate. Everyone's entitled to vote for who they wish. I uh, personally know a handful of folks who voted third party, knowing they wouldn't be elected third party voters, in my opinion. Help and will help Joe Biden uh, win his second term. They helped him do it. Well, I thought it was the cheating that got Biden in. I don't know. But, you know, if if you're going if you're if you're going to crush the country, if you're going to destroy the republic, if you get your way, uh, whether Democrat or Republican, then why vote for them? What's the point of voting for people who won't fix the problem? What's the point? Because you think they might slow it down for a year or two? That's not answering the question. That's not fixing it. Vote. Stand on principle. Do something your elected officials won't do. Uh, The polling writes, Jerry is controlled by the media, and I really don't trust the media. I believe they are bumping Trump numbers to the public uh, into not bothering to vote. Uh, No red wave. I had asked a question at the uh, end of the third hour, second hour. No, the end of the first hour. I know where I'm at. Uh, and it was, uh, do you trust the polling data? Uh, the polling data right now shows Trump ahead everywhere, anywhere from one to eight points. Um, it's way too early to really know where, where things are going to stand, but I don't trust the polling data. Elizabeth Warren, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this or not. But Amazon wanted to buy Roomba. And she she was opposed to it. She got the antitrust regulators to block the acquisition. Manufacturer of uh, uh, the, the Roomba iRobot. I got one of these for my wife uh, this Christmas. And um, it's great, uh, at least I think it is, uh, not because it... Uh, eliminates some of the labor involved in, in cleaning the house, but because it terrifies the cat, and I, I'm in favor of anything that does that. Uh, on Monday, the two companies called off their deal amid opposition from competition regulators. Uh, what a coup for the Chinese. There, uh, uh, This is totally uh, based on economic ignorance. That this moron would get involved, that, that we would have antitrust legislation at all, is based on economic ignorance. There is no reason that Amazon shouldn't have been able to buy Roomba. No reason. Progressives write the Wall Street Journal opposed Amazon's $1.7 billion bid for iRobot. The moment it was announced in August of 2022, they claimed without evidence that Amazon would undermine Roomba rivals by selling the company's online marketplace and use smart vacuum to spy on American homes. But they mostly worried that the acquisition would make Amazon more powerful. What? I don't even know where to begin with the ignorance, the economic ignorance involved in this. If they abused their customer base, artificially cranked up the prices, limited the supply, went out of their way to um, 
to drive up profits, competition would eat them alive. And there is competition. I know this because I was shopping for a vacuum that would do what the iRobot or the Roomba does. So they can't do that because then it hurts them. Well, you say they might just artificially lower the prices. Oh, well, wouldn't that be awful if we could afford them more easily and had money left over to stop at McDonald's on our way home? Because we saved so much money buying the Roomba. Well, we can't have that. At least according, in Elizabeth Warren's mind, and the, and the people who believe that uh, somehow uh, a, a monopoly is a dangerous thing. Well, what would happen, they then go, because this is the argument I keep hearing. Well, what happens is they, uh, they lower the prices so much, the competition goes out of business, and then they crank the prices up. Well, they can't do that either, because then the competition comes back. Competition is always knocking on your door. I don't care if you're home remodeler, a manufacturer of automobiles, a cell phone maker, whoever you are. The moment you begin to abuse your customer base, you create your own competition. Standard Oil knew this. They had no business breaking up Standard Oil. The, the price of, uh, of diesel fuel and, and uh, other derivatives of oil... We're going down constantly. There was no; they weren't hurting the consumer. the the uh, The monopoly that's dangerous is the one where the government steps in to protect a business. Public schools dangerous because the government monopolizes the money from taxpayers. Post office. Bad deal, because the government prohibits competition. They 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 do this at at uh, literally at the cost of billions of dollars annually. Anytime the government gets involved in controlling an industry, the industry is in trouble. There is no need to innovate. There is no reason to compete. You want to get first-class mail delivered to your house, there is nobody that can compete with the post office. It's against the law. So they don't have to innovate. They don't have to come up with better ways, less expensive ways, because you can't compete with them. That's a dangerous monopoly. Amazon has fully leveraged its monopoly power and is almost universally recognized as the leader in warehouse and fulfillment robotics space, uh, says Elizabeth Warren and other progressives. They have competition. They will create competition when they abuse their customer base. And they need to constantly innovate to stay ahead. Because somebody, somewhere along the line, is going to create a better mousetrap. Don't forget the world's biggest retailer, the world's greatest retailer, was Sears and Roebuck. They were it. They were the, the Amazon of their day. But they didn't innovate. They didn't stay on top. And others came along and beat them. 
So now apparently uh, China is is going to have uh, an advantage because American legislators got in the way. Why? How can so many people have so so little grasp on economics? I, I have no idea. All right, I'm up against the clock. I have to take a break, but when we come back, apparently the Neuralink that Elon Musk has talked about has been implanted, and people are terrified of this. I think it's brilliant. We'll go over it very briefly. Then Jennifer Bukowski comes on at 1035. She's going to talk about what's going on in the Capitol with the Freedom Caucus. All right here on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 19 minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you on board the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. And Jennifer Bukowski is going to come on board here shortly. Among other things, what's going on with the Freedom Caucus and the filibuster down in Jeff City? I guess if you're in Jeff City, that's not down in Jeff City, is it? Uh, and if you're down in Springfield, it's not. Uh, it's up in Jeff. It's well, in Jeff City. All right, uh, Elon Musk has come up with this brain implant, a neural link, and it enables someone to control their phone or another device with their mind. And people are really divided about this. I happen to think it's incredible. It's a great idea. Uh, some of you might not. Uh, I'm curious to see what you don't like about it. Uh, and uh, Brian, I don't know where you stand on this. Where do you stand? Do you like the idea that uh, they could do so this? So this device is supposed to be used towards individuals who have a disability and unable to move a limb. Is that what it uh, is? Well, that's where it's starting, but it may develop beyond that, yes. Uh, well, that's, I guess there's some concern on where this might be headed. And I don't know. I never trust innovations that get plugged into people that you can't remove. You know, they're, <laughs> I don't know. Things just seem to go wrong. You know I what I'm saying. It's just uh, things that they didn't think about. Oh, yeah, I, we're sorry. <laughs> See, if the government did this, if the government came up with this implant and offered it up, I'd be leery. I'd be leery as hell. But it's not the government. It's the private marketplace. And I think they probably have thought it out more carefully. I think if you've got a, a veteran who comes home who's uh, been wounded uh, and, and can't use their hands... Wouldn't this be great uh, if you're paralyzed um, and you're in a wheelchair? Could you control the wheelchair this way? Wouldn't that be great? Uh, could you someday use it to control your limbs if you've had a spinal injury by sending the signal via the Neuralink to an implant? In the, I, I, I see this as a wonderful advancement. I think it's, it's great. I wonder if someday... You can have access to the interwebs just, you know, by thinking about it. What, what an incredible advance that would be. The other side of the coin, of course, is, yeah, what if it gets hacked? Could they, you know, turn you into a Manchurian candidate? Can they control your brain? Can they make you shoot people? I don't know. I don't, I, I don't see it going that far, but I suppose that's 
in the realm of possibilities. But I would, if if I were, if I had suffered some kind of a spinal injury, or if if I had uh, lost for any reason the use of my hands, and I could get that Neuralink, I could continue doing what I'm doing for a living. I I see this as opening up horizons, uh, great horizons for people who have suffered those uh, those kinds of injuries. But uh, there are people out there who just really are terrified of the technology. The first human received an implant from Neuralink yesterday and is recovering well, Musk wrote. Uh, Initial results show promising neuron spike detection. He said uh, the first uh, Neuralink uh, product is called uh, telepathy. Enables control of your phone or computer. And through them... Almost any device just by thinking. Initial users will be those who have lost the use of their limbs. Imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a speed typist or an auctioneer. That's the goal. Uh, the, the mission is to restore uh, autonomy to individuals who have unmet medical needs. I think it's great. Uh, people had split reactions to the news. Some uh, seeing it as an advancement, uh, as, uh, as foreboding, and others seeing it as hopeful. Well, where do you stand? Give me a call. Let me know. The negative potential of this makes me very uneasy, one person wrote in a reply on uh, Musk's uh, Twitter account, or X. I'm terrified by the thoughts, said another. Someone else replied, Elon, Elon can turn off this fear with a chip in your brain. Matrix Time, another one said, referencing the iconic uh, dystopian movie, the first cyborg has been born. Well, where do you come down on it? I, I think it's a great advancement. Uh, I think it's uh, remarkable that, uh, that uh, this has been accomplished. You know, I might feel more comfortable with it if it was an item that you could actually turn on and off at your command. <laughs> you know, something that's in your brain doing stuff on its own or as your brain tells it or if there's a malfunction wouldn't it make more sense shut it off rather than you not being able to have any control over it at all yeah i think we're we're dancing on the head of a pin here no i'm not you have no idea what this is going to do well, I don't either. His his goal. You just is, are assuming that yeah, this is going to work beautifully. People are well, going to be walking around that are paralyzed. That's not necessarily true. His don't goal. Know yet. What is? What do you think his goal is? I mean, he says his goal is to help these people. Yeah, I, and I believe that. I just okay. think that. So sometimes things go wrong. Yeah, that's and why it usually you happens. That's why I'm saying maybe we should have a device to be able to inactivate it. Well, maybe somewhere along the line, somebody creates one. Maybe he creates one. Uh, But right now, it seems pretty innocuous. Uh, It just helps you to send a signal to your smartphone or computer. And that gives you uh, the the power uh, to do things you couldn't before when you were, you know, suffering uh, from paralysis or um, maybe an explosion where your hands or your arms have been, uh, uh, you know, it just, it seems like a, a pretty safe bet. And if he wants to be successful, he's going to do the best he can to make a great product. That's the beauty of the marketplace.
Sharon, good morning. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Gary, um, I had a young man from um, TV come out a couple of years ago to, to fix something, and I was asking him about what's all this 5G about, and he told he was he's really into all this technology, and he was telling me some things about it, and he said within a few years there will be no landlines or uh, just regular flip phones and how this is all going to be connected together. And he was saying that all this thing about these computer chips and everything, it's just going to be a way that the government can just control people. I don't so I think, believe that. I don't think Elon Musk wants the government to control people. I, I don't think that's the goal of this technology. Uh, well, if see, anybody... That, that may not be his goal, but what... The government can always use it for nefarious reasons. And like Ryan said, if you could turn it off on your own, it'd be different. But I heard that over in China right now that the people that are connected like with their brains to these chips, if they do something wrong, the government can like cut their money supply off because their money system's connected to it. I'm just saying down the road, there can be some very, can be some very scary things. There's very good things, but... People have to look at both sides of it. Yeah, but, I, I, you know, we're projecting a potential downside somewhere down the road that might happen. But if, if you already, stop... It's already happening in China, though. Well, I don't know that China has a neural link. This is pretty uh, cutting edge here. Uh, I haven't heard that China has anything like that. But, but we project down the road what might happen that could be bad. That should not be an obstacle to continue the exploration. It would be like saying uh, back in the 1920s, you know, people could get in car accidents and get killed. Maybe we shouldn't let, you know, automobiles develop. I, I think... Well, okay, but let the legislation be, let it go, be for the medical thing to help the people. Don't you want, let let, you want the government... Wait, wait, you want the government to control? No, 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 no. What I'm saying is... Let it be used only to help the people that have, like, medical problems. And who would stop it from going further? I don't know. Well, you can't have the government in charge of it, can you? They screw up everything they touch. They're in charge of any, everything anyway. Can't you see how our freedoms are just being taken away daily? We're not going to have any freedoms left. Yeah, so let's not have them limit what these chips can do. Let's leave the government out of it. All right. I, uh, Sharon, love the, uh, the the call, but unfortunately, Brian is pushing me. He says we have to do the news. I, 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 don't, I don't think that's fair. You and I get cut off, but we got to go. Sharon, thank you for All the right. call. All right. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, this leaves me with just about enough time to tell you what uh, Jennifer Bukowski is going to come on board and chat about. Among other things, what's going on in Jeff City? Uh, the uh, Freedom Caucus, the filibuster, where do we stand? Uh, Senator Igel looks like he's, you know, he's, he sees progress. He's willing to let some things happen. We'll get all the details on that in just a few minutes. Also, E. Jean Carroll, who sued President Trump uh, and uh, thinks she's going to get $83 million. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, was asked a question uh, and came up with a... Well, less than satisfactory answer. All coming up in the next few minutes on the Gary Nolan Show. Zimmer Radio Network. 
This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 1035. Glad to have you with us. Brian, I told you about this story yesterday about uh, Miss uh, the uh, the attorney and the judge. That That connection? I missed it. You didn't talk about it today, so <laughs> <laughs> you're you're lacking, there, uh, young man. Oh, uh, apologies, <laughs> apologies. All right, Jennifer Bukowski is with us. She's a brilliant criminal defense attorney. She's a friend of the show, and uh, she is the one who keeps her finger on what is out in the zeitgeist. And she has a lot of topics today. She probably has a, a royal story for you, Brian. Oh, that's I, fantastic. I, I mean, we we haven't had uh, we've had none it's been a uh, royal desert here <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah, the- drought <laughs> <laughs> uh jennifer good morning all right so here's the uh, letter filed on monday trump's lawyer alina haba uh, about uh, this uh, 83 million dollar uh, case uh with donald trump if your honor truly worked with ms kaplan in any capacity especially if there was a mentor-mentee relationship, that fact should have been disclosed before any case involving these parties was permitted to proceed forward. It's not a little redundant, proceed forward. Uh, This issue is particularly concerning since plaintiff's other lead counsel, Sean Crowley, served as your honor's law clerk, and we were previously advised that your honor co-officiated her wedding. 28 U.S.C. Section 455 states that any judge... Uh, of the United States shall disqualify himself in any proceeding in which his impartiality might reasonably be questioned. E. Jean Carroll uh, sued Donald Trump uh, for a second time, uh, this time defamation, and allegedly uh, thinks uh, she's entitled to something like $83 million. And, uh, well, uh, frankly... um, that might be a case that could be made. Jennifer might be the one to give us a little insight there. Jennifer, good morning. Good morning, Gary. Well, I'm just scanning this response letter that has been filed uh, in response to Alina Haba's letter on behalf of her client, Donald J. Trump. And it purports that that letter contains false allegations of a mentor-mentee relationship between Your Honor and myself dating back to a brief period in which we overlapped at Paul Weiss more than 30 years ago. And it says, as Ms. Haba well knows, these allegations are utterly baseless. So it's a little late in the game to bring up this kind of claim, to be honest. Like, the the judge should have recused himself because of... uh, a relationship between himself and the plaintiff attorney, especially if they go back 30 years. It's, uh, you know, something, if you want the judge changed, you need to change that before trial. So uh, I don't know if this is more of the strategy of Donald Trump is trying to use this as like a campaign situation where he's showing that, I mean, it is a ridiculous judgment. They didn't even seek over $80 million to begin with. They won $5 million the first time. They were seeking $10 million this time for the additional defamation uh, after he after that verdict where he was still saying that this is all made up and she's a crazy person. And uh, so that judgment was just absolutely absurd, but not entirely unexpected given the temperature in the room that New Yorkers have for Donald Trump. In any event, 
um, something like this, it's often up to the judge whether, whether or not to recuse themselves for a conflict of interest. They have discretion on that. And it's not uncommon for attorneys and judges to know each other and still appear before each other, even in a city as big as New York. It certainly happens here all the time. Is Now, Trump is appealing the first decision, right? In the civil case? Yes. yes. So it, I don't actually know how far the appeal is along in the process because it should be about wrapped up by now. And I haven't checked on that lately. But but he, I'm not sure if she's had to pay out the five million bucks already or not. But these lawyers have been financed by the Democratic Party is the assumption that a lot of people have. And this is just part of the lawfare against Donald Trump. If he prevails in his appeal to the first case, doesn't that affect the outcome of the second case? She I would said, think it would. That's a really interesting question because a lot of it was based, like what they were allowed to say in court and everything else was based on the first case. So with issue preclusion and everything else. So I, that's an interesting point. It's just so unusual. I've not seen a case like this before where it's defamation and then they turn around and sue right again for defamation again for something someone says after that first verdict. I've just never seen that before. I'm sure it's happened, but that's not something I've ever seen. Well, there are a lot of firsts with Trump litigation, uh, including the other, uh, the fraud case uh, that uh, is being held in New York. Uh, where he is the first person since I think it was 58 when they passed the law that has been prosecuted when nobody has filed a complaint of fraud. Yeah, no. that one is it's that one's outrageous too. That's a, one of the first ones he was sitting in court for because they're basically taking Trump Tower from him. They're taking his businesses from him in New York by saying that, oh, you inflated the the valuation of your companies and Mar-a-Lago is worth $14 million or something, according to that judge. And that's not true. So uh, it's just, uh, uh, that's Letitia James that's brought this and exercising her power for whatever reason to use her office's power and all these resources. And she herself has sat in court watching a lot of this uh, case for they want to take his businesses away, and his sons are part of that case as well. Ivanka got released from the case because the judge actually ruled that the claims based on her were too old. But Trump and his two adult sons are still having to deal with this and worry about their livelihoods being taken from them. And it, it's like they say, why would you start a business in New York where you get crosswise or it's like politically advantageous for the AG to just take your property from you? When there's no complainant, the banks got repaid. They kept lending money. It was like normal business practice. Uh, they don't rely on like your statement of your income or your assets or whatever. They don't rely on that. They know better to do their own due diligence. And that's just how real, real estate is done in New York. They had testimony on that from experts. But uh, the judge has already ruled that he inflated his assets. And so that one, they're already facing an uphill battle and having to worry about going to appeal. So that's what's really been happening in that case is, well, it's partly Donald Trump's using it as a campaign strategy, you know, instead of rallies, he's doing court appearances and coming out afterwards. And then partly they're just building a, a full record for appealing this judge's decision that he already made. 
and the Georgia case has apparently hit some pretty bumpy road too. They, yeah, I've I've argued with like some people on the right seem to think, oh, this case is over because there's been allegations in Fulton County, Georgia, that uh, Fanny has Fanny Willis has had a paramour appointed special prosecutor who filed for divorce the day after or before. It's like one day apart from uh, getting this special prosecutor appointment. Then records from that divorce case show that he's taken Fannie Willis on trips like Napa Valley and somewhere else. And so people are saying, well, she could maybe be prosecuted for honest services fraud or something like that. Well, that's a federal crime. I don't see the Biden Department of Justice going after her on that. And then she's the main prosecutor in the state in her jurisdiction. So she's not going to prosecute herself. So even though it looks more tainted and it looks uh, like more like the political move that it actually always has been, I don't know that their lawyers now have a mechanism to make the case go away just because of this, you know, unethical kind of shady having your boyfriend get this lucrative position and get billed $600,000 so far as of like last spring, was it, to the taxpayer. Uh, it's just kind of a corrupt look. It's a corrupt look, certainly, but I don't know if it's enough to get make the case go away. Maybe he ends up having to be off the case, I'm, but I'm surprised he hasn't withdrawn from the case already. Well, the, the, so the legislature in Georgia is looking at uh, impeaching her. That so, would be... They have the power to impeach an elected prosecutor in the legislature in Georgia. Uh, you know, didn't they do that in Florida? Didn't uh, Governor have, DeSantis? Uh, they, yeah, Florida has special rules that allow removal of prosecutors that we in Missouri don't have. So when right. we were dealing with Tim Gardner, we didn't have... Uh, a lot of the tools in the toolbox to do that. The only thing we have is that quote warrant that the attorney general could bring, which ultimately led to her resigning because she was fearing, fearful that she would lose that quote warrant action. So, uh, yeah, interesting. That yeah, the, the legislature is looking into this that. in Georgia, uh, and that could throw a kink in her plans and in this case. If you just turn the radio on, Jennifer Bukowski is with us brilliant criminal defense attorney who's got her finger on the pulse of what's going on out there. We were talking about E. Jean Carroll uh, in which, uh, you know, she's just allegedly got 83 plus million dollars coming her way. What is she going to do with all that money? <laughs> That's next on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is 1051 and Jennifer Bukowski is with us, criminal defense attorney. And uh, we, always, we always chat with her every uh, Tuesday to find out what she has uncovered, uh, including uh, E. Jean Carroll, who is allegedly, uh, well, she expects 83-plus million dollars from Donald Trump in her civil lawsuit. And apparently uh, she was asked a, a question. Uh, Jennifer, what was the question she was asked? What she was going to do with all that money. Well, here's the answer. <laughs> We're going to do good with that money. We're going to do... Mary Trump has suggested... Uh, we turned Trump Tower into an animal sanctuary, for instance. A joke. That was a joke, Poppy. <laughs> uh, no, but we're, we're inspired to uh, do not waste a penny of this 
and we have some good ideas that we're working on. And so I think one of the things we could do, seeing as how he's very instrumental in taking away women's rights over their bodies across the United States, maybe we can think about how we can restore women their rights. Um. So she's been claiming this, Gary, but then she went on Rachel Maddow, and you know what she said? She's going to do with the money? Uh, Go shopping. I don't know if you have that clip, too. Go shopping. Get a completely new wardrobe. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? And her lawyer nervously laughs and says, that's a joke. She sounds like a, a nutcase. Oh, she yeah. Really I've does. seen a few videos with her. She was this advice columnist, and she's, like, skipping in, outside in the woods. She wakes up every afternoon because she stays up all night. Not that I, I can judge her every night out, too, but it screams, thank God I don't have children. And, I mean, that's how the video started off. And it shows her, like, her lifestyle living in this woods, living in the woods in this uh, house uh, by herself. Here's the Maddow so audio. Here, hold it. Here's, here's, here's the audio from uh, Rachel Maddow. Well... <laughs> it it started buffering on us. Sorry. Um, all right. So uh, she's a nutcase. I think uh, I wasn't in the courtroom, as I said, but I I didn't I just didn't buy her argument about what allegedly happened. Uh, it'll and be, neither did the jury the first time around. Remember, as to the rape, the actual rape, they found against her. They found that didn't happen. Beyond, like, and the standard of the burden of proof is less than it is in a criminal case. So they basically said that didn't happen, but they're still saying it's a sexual assault because they still said that, oh, yeah, they believe her that he fumbled around under her clothes or whatever with his hands. So anyway, it's, uh, yeah, they didn't even believe her fully the first verdict. Yeah, I, I just, my only concern is I don't know where he goes in the state of New York to get... Uh, you know, a fair hearing on this. It, it, yeah. You know, the Democrats so control the judiciary up there. I, I just don't know where he goes uh, to get a fair hearing. I, but I don't. I don't think what's going on is fair, and I don't understand what the Democrats think they're doing. They do these attacks, and every time they do an attack, Trump gets stronger in the Republican Party, and it leads me to think that we're being Claire McCaskill'd into putting him in, and at the last minute, they're going to pull the rug out from under Biden, put somebody else in, and uh, and and change the outcome of the election. Just my feeling. Yeah, that's a, that's a concern. Uh, because what, what they have working, what, with what they have now with Biden, they're in trouble. So swapping him out is the way to win the general election, but how exactly they do that is another question altogether. They don't have anybody running really, is getting any kind of traction or vote. Well, they want Taylor Swift. Yeah. Democrats want to, I mean, you have eggs to put in her basket, right? Like, to put in their basket with her coming out again. Because last time around, yeah, she had Biden cookies or whatever. But I don't know whether or not they can guarantee that she'll get involved. In, but it sounds like they have a plan to get her to, you know, have him to a concert or something right before the election. Yeah, uh, but no like word would, on whether that's actually going to happen. 
He's no Obama. Like, he's not as cool. Like, the people actually want to hang out with him and get their picture with him. Let's be honest. You know, at the celebrity class. Like, Obama, yeah, they all want to be seen taking pictures. Nobody seems to want to hang out with Biden. He, even when Obama is around, like, people, even the staff and stuff, they're ignoring Biden and all paying attention to Obama. Yeah, well, he's not the most charismatic wonder of the world. Uh, all right, let me do this uh, very quickly. Uh, Trump uh, endorsed candidate Gina Swoboda wins the election as Arizona Republican Party chair. Well, a little audio of uh, bribery just goes a long way there, doesn't it? It's uh, alleged bribery. I felt kind of bad for DeWitt because it seemed like Carrie Lake had set him up, you know, from the way things are worded and uh it's interesting though because i was just down in arizona getting ready for you know the election last week and sat next to gina swoboda as all this stuff was happening uh we had a previously scheduled dinner and uh so there she was being encouraged at that at that time to run and somehow in between the wednesday night dinner and the saturday night uh meeting of the statewide republican party she did get selected, which is good because what, if we do have to litigate, we need people that will play ball. You can't have all these different lawsuits happening with different legal theories and not the best legal team working on it to come up. You know, and last time around, we had a we had difficulty because I was in 2020. I was down there for the election and we did have to litigate. And there were kind of a rogue element. The statewide chair went with this other attorney and filed this different lawsuit that didn't have the supporting facts, and it just made all litigation down there look tainted. And so uh, it'll be good to have Gina in there as sure because she will know to go with, you know, the strong legal team and not go rogue on us. And she's a good person, she's very involved, expert on Arizona, worked with her a lot, um, like, during that time, which felt like, uh, you know, when you're in the trenches like that, it's such an intense thing where you're working 20 hours a day. It's, uh, it, it builds bonds, you know, but, uh, and then I've seen her many, many times since then. So I'm glad that she got it, but it was an interesting time to be down in Arizona. Let me tell you last week, Gary. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet it was. Um, we've got a lot of, a lot more ground to cover, including what's going on down in the Capitol with the Freedom Caucus. Uh, the big kerfuffle that uh, broke out last week over uh, initiative petition process. And it seems like they're kind of moving ahead. Uh, Senator Eigel uh, sounded uh, slightly encouraged. Uh, but we, no, not last night, Gary. They were, well, he, they he, were... had su- he had suggested, if I'm not mistaken, that, uh, you know, some of the governor's uh, nominees, uh, you know, be voted on. We'll take a break. We'll come right back and we'll cover that next with Jennifer Bukowski on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show 